0: From Thomas off the edge, Eli Manning airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Oh my God! This ball is thrown, and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player. Harrison trying to knock it down. That's a great catch by David Tyree. Welcome back to Catch the Moment podcast. It's your host David Tyree checking in. You already know every week we're trying to get you where you need to go, getting great done. Getting you on the process, working through the pain points to deliver you to your next moment of success. Oh, listen, I got one tuned up here, here for you today. Welcome to the table, the big orange, Danny Booker Rivera. What's good, fam?
1: What's going on, man? Thank you for having me. Bro, tonight, this man. is
0: this this was good, man. So, I mean, like, we here, we judge, bro. So, the first, you know, there's so many different levels of connection. You're from Bayonne. Hudson County, yes, sir. We got some mutual acquaintances, you know. Big shout out to Black Keon Walker, head coach of Hoboken sir. High School. Yep. But um, law enforcement bridges. Now, is it Bridges Academy? Or was that talk to me about the name of the, the, the name? Bri- of the, the
1: Bridges Project. The, the Bridges Project a nonprofit.
0: Yeah. Talk. Talk. Give Give us a good thirty second bar, but we're gonna get back around to the nonprofit. Talk, okay. Cool. Work. Cool.
1: Bridges Project nonprofit community outreach based out of New Jersey. I'm in law enforcement, as yep. you stated, uh, you know, so I utilize, I also utilize hip hop as a conduit, you know, to bridge the gap with the youth.
0: So we got community servant, we got, now we, again, artists, hip, uh, yeah. hip I, like, I like to say rap artists. to fine, some fun. fine. We're going to have some fun <laughs> talking about this, but you're also a man of God. Amen. You have so many threads of impact, and that's why I was really excited to have you at the table. You know, um and i can't wait to just kind of hear your journey to to arrival but so talk to me man like first off we got to you know business business first where were you the first time you ever seen the helmet catch what was your response what was you thinking i don't know if you're a giants fan you ain't no cowboys fan no. hell
1: no <laughs> hell nah,
0: no it's all good just give me your thoughts you know, any, anything you can remember when you first saw the helmet catch?
1: Oh, man, I'm glad you brought it up first, man, because I didn't want to seem like a groupie. Come on, oh, oh, it's all good we have. I be here. the catch! You yeah. know, but um, <laughs> listen, man, I'm a huge Giant fan. Um, no doubt. You know, rest in peace to my pops. Passed away 2020. All right, huge man. Giant fan. So I remember, you know, watching the games as a young kid, uh, growing up watching the Giants. But when you caught that ball, I can't say specifically... Uh, where I was at the moment, what yeah. house I was at, because we moved around a lot. I got you. But I remember being ecstatic when you caught the ball. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Obviously, amazing catch to say the least. Yeah. Man. So historical, legendary catch.
0: No, big respect, man. I mean, yeah. like this. That's that's always you gotta have a lead in, man. It's it's that moment that we all remember. Um, now, listen, when I when I think about all of, all the places of impact that you had. What are you going to say? I'm going to flip the table. What What is now up to this point in your life? What has been your defining moment?
1: My defining moment was um, finding God. Man. Mm. Talk to me about it, bro. You Let's know, go there. Uh, I'm not just saying that because I'm on your show. I'm saying that because that really was a catalyst in my life. Sure. Um, I was headed down the wrong road, man. I was, I was at a crossroad in my life mm-hmm. where um, I was a high school dropout. Dropped mm. out of high school at the age of 16. We were living in New York at the time, Staten Island. I okay. went to New York High School. Uh, my mom was New York. Yeah, New York Yeah, so I, you know, I was my mom was in an abusive relationship.
0: Sorry, No, I Sorry was hear, I buddy. was
1: scared. I was 16 years old. A buck thirty, dude was buck a giant. 30. So I left the house. You know? Guys, was, way yeah, down. yeah, I was tiny, man. Yeah, a, little <laughs> a, a little bit of rice and beans, no but doubt. Uh, but anyway, man, I left the house, dropped out of high school. You know, I started my journey in life, which was the wrong direction, doing hip-hop. Yeah. I linked up with K-Slay's artist, Kashmir at the time. Ooh. And then um, I started going for my GED. I found God. I found God. I went to a church in Linden, New Jersey.
0: In uh, Linden? Pastor,
1: Pastor Ron Gantt. Yeah, he's okay, the one who brought me to God.
0: Yeah. I haven't even heard. Okay, so boom. So, at what point did you move from Staten Island and how'd you make your way? When'd you make your way over to Jersey?
1: Staten Island, I left. I signed out of school. At that time, you could sign out at 16. I signed out. Yeah. I went to stay with my boy, Quest, who was yeah. a DJ. I stayed in the basement. Bad. in Bayonne New Jersey got it got yeah, it yeah because
0: he was always in Hudson so he was, was floating so it was from Hudson moved around a lot I know you talked about that Yep. so what like you know like when you think about the young man that you was and kind of finding your way down a narrow path or or that crooked path you know you know you, you come into the light you realize that Jesus is the narrow way <laughs> but yes. but even more so what got you to that point where you were kind of finished with those vain pursuits, if you want to call them that. I mean, like, obviously you're still an artist and there's a redemptive element to your voice and your life and your platform. But what was it that kind of triggered, like, man, I really need to reconsider my ways.
1: It's crazy because it wasn't like mentally when you're young, when yeah. you're that young, you know, you're naive to to the world. You think you know it all. Sure. So I felt like I was at a point where I thought I knew it all, but God kinda like you know, God found me. Ah. And when I went to the church yeah. in Linden, New Jersey, shout out to pastor Ron Gant. Yeah. When I went to that church, um, God just touched me. The preaching was about the fire of God. Okay. And, uh, you know, I just, I just felt a difference in my spirit. I just felt a difference from within. And from that point, my life just took a radical change. Right? And yeah, that's
0: powerful. You know, like it's, not, it's not too many that just kind of yield and surrender. Yeah. You, you know, and I think that's a, number one, that's a powerful testament to Because that's kind of how it was for me. I was at, I got arrested on marijuana possession. That was the beginning in 2004, the beginning of like a domino fall. Two weeks later, I'm in the back of a church. And next thing you know, I never drink again, never smoke again. Boom! I'm married three nice. months late. I'm a new dude, like totally new. So ultimately, it's you know, it's kind of some of our language change. Like I, sometimes we say we found God individually. Like no, he found me, dog. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you pivot into law enforcement. So talk to me about that side of it because um, number one, you're so needed, right? Like I'm just I'm so sober in my understanding of it. It's so needed, but I can see that. You actually are living and breathing this in a way where you really want to make an impact. You know, backdoor conversation. Talk to me about what the evolution, how you've been in this space and, you know, being a man of faith, also being a man of intent and action. And, you know, some of it is perception based, especially with social media, social justice but then there's some realities of what you're, you know, like, talk to me about how that's been navigating for you and at this stage in your career, what it's like.
1: In regards to evolving into, into law enforcement, um, I got out of, got my GED. Yeah. I was working for Verizon. Um, I always knew I wanted to make an impact. Okay. I never was a bad person. I was in the streets. Yeah. I was around some negative people, but I always, kept um, let me just correct myself. God reintroduced himself to me like when i was young i always knew there was something there was ah, a presence okay, yeah, a little you pulse. know what i mean so yeah. so you know fast forward the evolving i got i was working for verizon the police test came out i wanted to take the test i took the test uh by the grace of god i passed it Nice. and i was at i was at another decision in my life do i stay with verizon making at that time 21 22 dollars an hour this is in you Know this is in what 2000? Uh, yeah, 2002. Not bad, and then I said, Let me jump in law enforcement. So I, that's when I joined my, my department that I'm with now in 2005.
0: What was the introduction like? Because, like you said, it's, it's, it's like I know that law enforcement, um, fire departments, locker rooms, there, there's a whole nother energy there where you have fraternal bonds, right? Yes, and um, some of that is a real positive energy, a real community, and then it, it can teeter over to and I know there's a terminology for the the blue the blue line. The blue line, right? So you don't cross the blue line. I know those are in moments of internal conflict when you start seeing characters who don't rightly reflect what we actually are supposed to. So mm. how has it been in that? Because you still want to respect them. They're still, your, you know, your work projects. But now, not only are you a man of integrity, you're a man of God. Mm. So, like, is it ostracizing? Are they are they bantering you? Like, has it been easy for you to find your lane in some of those? Because the Christian dude in the, in the, in the <laughs> on the force is not the dude getting celebrated. And he actually might get... Nudge down. So I can imagine that because I felt some of that even within my own, own locker room.
1: From a Christian standpoint, I found that it's been easier. People mm. know I love God. Dope. Ironic, right? You, Yeah, there are some times that uh, officers might not believe the same thing I believe. Yeah, of As course. strongly as I believe. I let people see my actions, God through my actions. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The hardest transition for me has been in the force is the Bridges Project. Mm. Um having brothers and sisters in law enforcement in the blue line quote unquote except me for doing hip hop for wanting to be part of the community because let's keep it real a lot of cops get lost in this cop culture sure and they're like like you said it's us versus them sometimes mm. and I'm a strong believer in service Excellent. See this? It's even in our title, uh, protect, protect and, and serve. serve. You know what I'm saying? So I believe in service, and a lot of times, you know, not all cops. There's over no. seven hundred thousand of us in the nation. One hundred percent. You know, uh, that's the obstacles that I face. You nah, know I, mean?
0: I got you. I got you. So here yeah. you are trying to be a real bridge, yeah, a real conduit to impact yes. and change and community. And this is obviously, this is a solution, right? We're talking about the state because there's a real side to what can happen in a lot of inner cities and what, not just minorities, but what people are experiencing with law enforcement, right? Just some injustice. I think it's it's a it's a small, small minority. We're not as being as honest as, as, as it is in relation to some of these tragic situations, but you know how social media intensifies. But basically, the solution that we know we need Is often not as can be met with resistance. How has that been for you
1: personally? And, you know, like, what's your driving force? My driving force, man, is be is leaving a legacy, Mm. a positive legacy. Excellent. So to get to your point, the interactions, there's a stat. There's over 56 million police interactions with the general public a year throughout the nation. Under one percent of those interactions end up violent in nature. So the perception, going back to what you were, you said, that word perception. Thank you for that. Stat. Yeah. So social media will. The perception is, oh my God, this is happening every week. <laughs> that's not. That's not the truth. The, not truth the truth is that ninety nine percent of the time, there's no violence. There's no police action needed. You know what I'm saying?
0: I've never been a, 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 a instinctual researcher, so I, that's why I typically don't. Speak to issues that I'm having well vetted out, but I'm like, bro, this is really it's not crazy, what, pe- what we're making it yeah. to be. And guess what? The injustices are horrific, but it's not what we're what what our media channels are making it to be. Nah. All right, so we talk about this whole you know uh, challenges in relation to uh, social media, law enforcement, the narratives. How does it impact you when you see it, when you hear the public cries? You've heard from your own community, maybe in a negative mind. So, like, yeah. you know, talk to me a little bit about, you know, your perspective on
1: Man, it, it affects me, man, it, it, to the core when I see things like the Memphis Five, George Floyd. Uh, when I see these individuals utilizing the badge as a tool of oppression and bullying, man. Yeah. Uh, it really affects me, man, because it makes us all look bad. You know what I'm saying. So, what I try to do on a daily basis is bridge the gap in my community, show the people through example that listen. Not all cops are bad. Yeah, just like not all Latinos, whites, blacks, Asians. Come on, bro. You know, regardless of race, ethnicity, we're all not bad. Um, And when I when I when I speak to the kids and I go and I ask them, I say, Yo, how many of you guys like? to do good for your community or for people. They all raised their hand. Yeah. And these are some kids that have been through, rough, you know, they're in rough neighborhoods. Yeah. So, like I said, brother, you know, you see these videos, you see these 60 seconds, but there's a bigger picture outside of that with a few yeah. stories that are um, anomalies, that they are what they are, what no, they you are see, what like they the are. Memphis Five George Floyd. But I'm talking about in general, man, let's not be... You know, let's not be naive yeah. to, to the to the fact there's more to the story.
0: I appreciate that because I'm, I'm one of these people. I said, listen, there's no room. There's no room for the disgust yes. that we have seen through the years. But it's not a reality in relation to these, these cases happening daily. These incidents yeah. happen. Should they ever happen? No, they should never happen. Never. The people should be charged like the criminals that they are. Uh-huh. Justice should, right? And I know that there's two narratives, right? in relation to what we've seen in the past you know when a cop has a questionable incident a questionable use of force mm. does he so like how does that register too because we don't, one thing is to have the issues but when they're not you know taken to the to the court and um given the judgment according to what their um actions are how do do you guys even have that perspective is that a win i mean like how does that stain? So speak to that side because it's one thing to see it. It's another thing for someone to get off.
1: You know, there is a criminal justice system, obviously. Yeah. In law enforcement, we do have internal affairs where officers do get brought up or in, uh, into departmental charges yes. as well as criminal charges. The thing is, I could understand the frustration in the, in the general public yeah. because they don't see the discipline being done or the justice being done. But I promise you that these officers are being handled in most cases. What you see it on these different news media outlets and yeah. social media outlets is not always the truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, no, due, process, due process is there. Due process, me. listen, yeah. and,
0: and I just, like I said, again, I, want, I can't say it, um, when it comes to our public service, I, I want to honor them all. Everybody wants to question the people who are signing up, knowing, knowing that there's a risk, a probability, a possibility. Yeah. They want to go home. Yes. You know, like, yeah. and we have to see the human side of the cop in a way is like, I know what it is to, to gaze at my wife at the end of the night yes. and know that my family is safe. Many of these men are going to the line of duty. You know, right? Everybody got a different role, but many of these men are going into the line of duty and there are circumstances that they've been placed in where they're not sure they're going to come home. Yes.
1: And yes. so yeah.
0: I want to honor you guys for for your service and mm-hmm. for, the, for the 99.5% of uh, law enforcement Thank and public you, service that are out there doing a great job. Big respect. Thank you, brother. So I'm going to flip to the other side. Talk to me about, you know, like... Because I'm ai You know, we grew up in this whole, you know, hip-hop era. I'm an 80s, 1980, boom. And obviously, artists are out here flourishing on on so many, so many different levels. Like I said, I'm a little bit of a wordsmith sometimes when it comes to, like, rap, hip-hop. I distinguish the two because one is culture... You know, one is so much more than just, right? But talk to me about your journey in your faith, your skill as an artist. Has it always been easy, you know, picking that back up and just working with it, retooling it, crafting it? Because, you know, if if you're going to be authentic in it, there's this merger where it's like, hold on, I can't go that far. So talk to me about how how you've had, how you've navigated that, how God has kind of brought you to the place where it's like, I'm good. I'm good with this here. And I don't feel any conflict in my spirit.
1: Two times God gave me a spiritual pow pow. We say Spanish.
0: <laughs> paleta, you know, yeah, paleta, 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 paleta.
1: Pal. So, what, you know, one time I was born again, I was new, I was rapping, but I had a bunch of books, three subject notebooks with, with worldly raps. Mm. And God spoke to me clearly, man. He said, Stop recycling your sin, you need to throw it away. Don't even keep it where you could reach it, right? So he said, you need to just throw it away. So for me, you know, an artist, the best way I could personify it and make an example for you is like you taking all your football memorabilia, all your yeah. memories, and throwing it in the garbage. You know? So that's what, what it meant to me. It was like throw money away, throw memories away. So he told me that. When he did that, it was like the floodgates opened. This was when I was heavy, heavy, heavy in church, on yeah, fire, on fire. Yeah, yeah. And then transitioning into law enforcement, I was lost. I was suffering depression. Um, I I lost my identity in law enforcement. I was trying to fit into a size 7 when I'm a size 10. Mm. And and I was trying to be a cop, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I
0: love that term.
1: Yeah, man. And um, God spoke to me clearly, man. I wanted to make a change. I never mistreated the public, though. And I always, and I realized there was a transition in me. And I said, man, and God spoke to me and said, you need to be a big fish in a small pond, not a small fish in a big pond. And from that point, man, he gave me this name, the Bridges Project, through a friend that was in jail, shout out to Johnny. He was in jail for a long time, came home, and he told me, man, you you a bridges. You the bridges, man, and you made you bridging the gap. So I said, wow. And and God wow. used him. So that was the next transition for me.
0: Beautiful, and that's where you started to see another layer of redemption in relation to the art yes. and how it's going to connect to these communities. That's so powerful because I'm a big music fan, right? So I think, um, you know, it was very easy. You know, like, like just sharing a quick second, it was easy for me. I'm chucked, I am chucked all the garbage, and it was because, man, the way God invaded my life, there was nothing else. I'm like, man, I say a word, Jesus, I'll quit football right now. That's kind of how heavy the transformation was. But I had to feed these babies. You know, my wife was pregnant with number two. Wow. So, you know, sobriety came in. And, and of course, even when I prayed to God in jail, I said, God, I didn't even, I didn't even know anything about God. I wasn't in the church. I said, God, all I know is I need you. And if you'd allow me to keep my job, I'd appreciate that too. That was my first real prayer. So, boom. Moving forward. But music, man, I'm like, like you know, and, and I kind of like, I got programs. So, even when I have fun with my friends, I got songs that always kind of like trigger Conversations or trigger moments, and it's just you know that's how impactful obviously music can be. It connects to the soul, and hopefully in a positive way. Yes. So um, you know I I, I really love your heart, but you just said something trying. I had to stop trying to be a cop, right? So this this gets into the identity conversation, man. Like, and because you have so many roles, you know, like how how does Danny Book and Rivera see his identity? And obviously you're stepping into. A place of tremendous understanding and impact. But how have what has the evolution of your identity been like in arriving to this place of impact?
1: All glory to God, man. It's just been it's it's been God working in my life. You know, the Bible says God will give you favor among men, and and He's clearly done that. He's put me in spaces with with individuals like yourself, where have a huge impact in the community, and I'm able to do so. Uh, because I'm being myself. Mm. See, you know, he he spoke to me clear, man, and he told me, just be yourself. I gave you a gift, and one thing I do want to say is the most valuable place on earth is the cemetery because there's so many buried goals, dreams, aspirations, uh, so many gifts that God gave people that they allowed to wither away, yeah. and God spoke to me, man. He said... Listen, you're 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 a law enforcement officer, you're a public servant, you're a peacemaker. Excellent. But be yourself. You weren't born with a badge, you were born with a heart. So when I started realizing that and started being myself, yeah, that's when I was living in true freedom. Yeah. And now I live in true freedom, man.
0: Listen, I, I love it, man. Like I have a saying it's it's full time everything, right? And what what I what I'm saying, when I'm saying that is everything that God has called me to be, it should be able to last throughout my lifetime, a son right, the moment I become it, right, a son, a father, a husband, right, as long as I'm a husband, I'm going to be a husband, right, and the other roles are conditional, so wherever I am, that's where I am right now, I'm host, right, right now, I'm, you know, but I have to be present and be fully engaged in being me authentically in order for that to translate and be real, man, so I, I just, I love so many areas of your journey, talk to me just about who have been some of the, right, You know, like nothing just comes together mysteriously, just, and even to some extent, you know, people of faith like yourself and myself, that's the guiding strength, but there's other people along the way. So, you know, who have been the people that you feel like have fortified you and helped you come to this place of stability, assurance, and, um, you know, just continue to thrive in, in what you feel like God's called you to do?
1: So it's 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 different people. Right. Some of them in a negative aspect, yeah. some of them in a positive aspect. But from a personal, me, sure. Danny Rivera, um, my father Wilbert, my stepfather who raised me, you know, my real father wasn't wasn't there for me. I know who he is, but you know, he wasn't present in my life. My stepfather um, instilled a lot of fear in me, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's old school Puerto Rican dad, but he taught <laughs> me he taught me about character. You know yeah. what I'm saying? From an early age. Then I have coaches. So it was like different people, bits and pieces. It's a piece like a puzzle, way. right? Yeah, yeah. They come in in certain parts of your life, and I believe in seasons. You know, there's certain people sure. that are there for a season. And then negative, people... Me personally, I, I'm grateful for the negative people in sure, my life, too, sure. because they also steer you sure. and add pieces to the puzzle to to create who you are. You know what I'm saying? So, no, that, that's, that's a beautiful, lot, lot of different people, That's man.
0: a beautiful piece, man. You yeah, actually, yeah. you talked about, um, you had a real authentic statement where you talked about how you dealt with some depression, yeah, right? Yeah. And I, I like to get into the dark spaces of, of life because this is, this is how life really hits. And, um, you know, oftentimes it's a more common conversation today, which is, in some ways good, and I think sometimes we've over-talked the mental health conversation where people who didn't have issues now think they have issues, but that's just my personal opinion. If you have issues, get them addressed. And when I say issues, it's like, man, the human experience is real. So talk to me about, um, you know, what what were some of the darker times and how did you, you know, how did God bring you to the light? And what did that mental health um, experience look like for you and how did you find a solution?
1: It was tough, man. Um, shout out to my wife. My wife. Give her that love. Yeah, some, man. Come on, bro. My wife, come Sasha, on. Yeah, my wife, <laughs> Sasha, man. She's, she's an angel, man. I love it. You know what I'm saying? So she um, she held me down. A lot of times I would wake up with panic attacks. And I didn't know where it was coming from because mental illness doesn't run in my family. Sure. Um, and I don't believe I was suffering. I, I believe I was having um, depre- depressive modes anxiety attacks that were work-related, you know what I'm saying? Uh Induced by work and issues sure. I was having at work with the rank and file, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. even the public, it was the rank and file. I got you. Uh, and my wife held me down, and, and you know, in, in retrospect, also, you know, God, there was prayer that that happened, and, yeah. and and there was a journey, a dark journey that I had to go through where I was like, man, I don't even want to go to work, I don't yeah. even want to be around these people, you know? Yeah. and Shout out to my wife man she she rubbed my back many a nights yeah you know, woke up with me Are you okay I've been to the hospital before from from panic attacks yeah so it was real for me at one point in my life
0: I'm yeah. so glad thank God for Sasha we love you Sasha yeah Ay, man ain't me Sasha love it. <laughs> it's just so important that we number one begin to develop and understand that um you know it clearly says two is better than one and three four quarter is not easily broken right so um I just believe that there's going to be experiences that most of us will endure that could, we could crush under the weight of that. Like we could be easily crushed under the weight of that. The human soul is far more fragile than we want to really give account for. You know, we all on our platforms talk about this, this and that. But I said, listen, I've literally been out my mind before I have had, you know, like my first month as a Christian, I was pretty much out my mind in the hospital and God supernaturally delivered. So I have a lot of compassion and I'm talking about, I'm an overcomer, right? But I'm talking about pretty much, and you know, I can laugh at it today because Jesus has brought me out with a great victory, but nothing funny about three days in the hospital hearing voices. Ah, right man. so I always want to open up that conversation because I'm coherent I haven't had an issue since since that moment in 2004 but I'm yeah. like man I was so fragile yeah. you know just how easily we can slip into a state of fragility so man thanks for being an overcomer on that end man I need you to kind of like um you know kind of work with me here give me a story about and I'm not I'm not gonna go into the arrest arena but um you know something that you really felt like you know recently you were in a space in your service where you was like, "This is this is this is why I chose this. This is why you placed me here."
1: I got a great story.
0: Give it to give it to
1: real quick. Um, I was I was young. I was young in the, in, in law enforcement by, by my second or third year in law enforcement, and I was working the courtroom. I was working um, it's family court, and you know people go in there they fight for custody of their kids. Yeah. This nineteen year old kid walks in there, you know. He's all tough and he's like, you know, he's fighting for custody of his daughter. Or or fighting for visitations. I'm okay, sorry. Got it. <clears throat> so I see him, you know, he's very disrespectful to the judge, to the, to the, to the to the process. So I took time to talk to him in the hallway. He didn't want to talk to me. Nah. You know, I don't talk to cops. I don't like cops. I said, yo, look behind the badge, man. I'm a person just like you. I got a daughter. At that time, I got a 16-year-old daughter. So I was like, listen, I got a daughter. I understand. And I commend you for doing what you're doing. You're a stand-up guy. You're 19 years old, and you come in here trying to see your daughter. So I said, let's talk. So we talked. I told him one thing. I said, listen, man, you got a father? You got anybody that, that, you know, mentors you? He's like... Not really, man. It's just me and my mom's, and you know, I said, "Well, listen, I'm gonna tell you something, man. I believe in you, bro. I believe you could break that curse, you could break that cycle, but you have to believe in yourself, brother. But I believe in you, man. I see something in you because you're here. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. here. Fast forward, I'm in the gym, LA Fitness, C Caucus, right? Nice, nice. I'm in the gym, C Caucus. I get a tap on the shoulder, big dude, right? Yeah. So he goes, "Yo, man, you remember me?". I'm like damn, what did I do, man? <laughs> he roll up on yeah, yeah. I'm like, damn, what did I do, man? He's by your side, big guy. So I'm like, damn, man. So he's like, yo, you don't remember me? I'm like, nah, man, I don't. Now, this is 12 years. 12 so years. 12 years by. 12 years went by. Wow. Approximately. Yeah. So he goes, yo, let me talk to you. So I'm like, Little hesitant, so I'm like, "Yeah, hey, what's up?" He's like, "Yo, you don't remember me? Yeah. You know, I was in room two hundred eight. I was fighting for my daughter." Bro. So I'm still listening, and he goes, "Yo, you know, you spoke to me and you took your time out and you told you, I just want to tell you, yeah, I get goosebumps." He goes, "I just want to tell you, man." He goes, "Uh, you told me you believe in me and like, yo, that really resonated with me, man. I just want you to know, I'm a union welder. I got my, wow. I'm with my lady, with my daughter." And right there, man, it just it just gave me more purpose, gave me more drive, and like yes. it really it really resonated with me. Like, yo, this is my lane. This is what yeah. God put me here for. Ooh. You know, so that seed was planted 12 years earlier. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm a firm believer in planting seeds wherever you go, man. Yeah, some, of, man. some of them will grow. Oh, some of them will grow faster. Talk some, about it. Some of them, you know, will take longer to grow. But plant those seeds, man. And I believe that's what God made me. To be, you know, Ooh, brother. Yeah. You know, and
0: this this is why we 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 really have to understand that every single one of you is important. Like I'm, I'm one of these people. who's like my my greatest passion is Christ. I have a platform, you know. We, like I said, the needs are so great, right? Why withhold love when you have the ability to give it, right? Exactly. What am I saying? I got love on tap. You know, it's exactly. like you know people. You know, they go to the they go to the bar. They got the beer on tap. It's ready. To, nah, I got love on tap. It's, it's always here because God has given me the ability to freely love. So I just love that, man. One man plants, another waters. God gives the increase. And you got a chance to actually see it, to yeah. see see a harvested deposit of love 12 years later. That's yes, powerful. Sir. Yes, sir. That's super, super duper powerful, man. Thanks for walking in your purpose. Tell me about, now t- talk to me a little bit, obviously, about how you integrate the art, um, you know, yourself, your music. Um, and how you're working through that avenue with bridges, and what you're basically most excited about. Talk to us just more about what the goals are, how you, you know how you see um, this unfolding in, in your areas of impact.
1: So the, the Bridges Project, I use hip hop as a conduit, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't consider myself a hip hop artist, okay. as more so uh, using that as a tool sure. in the bucket to reach the kids, because we all know you said it earlier. Sure, music. It's soothing to the soul, right? It It is. It brings people together. It does. So something about music and the gift of music. So I use it to to, to bridge the gap with the kids. Excellent. Once I have the attention, then, you know, my goal is to mentor and teach them some leadership qualities and build confidence in them in life. You know what I'm saying? Um, Huge. And and the best way to do that is, I tell everybody, man, time, T-I-M-E is how you spell love. Too often, these kids go down the wrong way because they have people that say, yo, man, I love you, man. You, I love you. I love you. I love you. But they're not present. They're not tangible. Mm. So I just tell them, I want to be tangible. I want to be an officer that, yo, you could come up to me and you could talk to me. Yeah. You could come up to me and you could tell me, yo, listen, I'm, I'm going through something. I'm a human being. Yeah. Um, so that's what I want the bridges to be. A bridge of understanding, uh, a bridge of love, compassion, empathy, and service, you know. So that—that's really what I want it to be, man.
0: It's truly a conduit to transformation, man. Uh, i just—I just love everything about your heart, your service. One thing that kind of comes to my mind: you have a daughter, you're sixteen. Do you have any other children? I got three daughters. Three, three. <laughs> woo! Okay. Now let me get to the real talk, because I got yeah. three. I got four boys and three girls. Now, you know, you know, I know that they, they changed the gun laws here in, <laughs> in New Jersey. So eventually, some way, somehow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be a law. I'm on a law by this. <laughs> yeah citizen now yeah, yeah. so talk to me like you have this innate gift and ability and understanding of how to influence and, and impact do you ever find yourself you know outstretched are there healthy tensions are there unhealthy tensions how do you navigate some of that as you kind of building into this new in, in this season in your life now
1: I don't know man I feel like God gave me 32 hours in a day <laughs> It's crazy, man, because my wife tells me. She's like, oh, you got all this time. You're doing everything. I said, you know, I guess I maximize my time, man. I love it. There's no downtime. I mean, with my kids, my kids, you know, they come first. My family, my home, you know, comes first. I make sure my daughters are good. I make sure... I tell them I love them, and this I ain't just saying that because I'm here. They know. My girls know daddy loves them, um, and we have an amazing relationship. I want to set the bar, man, for what type of men they're going to deal with. Absolutely. I don't want them to depend on a guy or look to a guy for comfort because they've received it their whole life. You know what I'm saying? So
0: You're, you're setting the standard. Yeah. What's the ages?
1: Uh 16, 10, and 5. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're,
0: you're in these trenches. Yeah. I got identicals uh, at 15 years old, and then my wow. baby girl's 10. And I tell them, I said, "Listen, I'm setting the standard for for the type of man that you should expect." I'm almost, I'm almost nervous I might be setting it too hard because you know some of these young, these little it's young whippersnappers ain't got no game out here. <laughs> <laughs> these little young whippersnappers, yeah, yeah. you know, they don't even know how to interact with a woman face to face, you know. Yeah. So it's huh. a, it's a, obviously it's a digital, you know, they're digital natives now. It's an interesting world and in how they interact and. But they're going to be secure because of your, your, your consistency, your compassion, your love, your care. Um, there's nothing more powerful than the presence of a father in his home, even more so securing and setting the bar for what a woman should know and expect. Mm-hmm. So, man, you know, big kudos to you as a, as, a, as a girl, dad, as a father, as a leader. But even more so, man, just as a man very much in tune with the heart of God as a servant, and as a servant leader, man So, go ahead and just share Just share with, you know With, with the audience I should, I should have you Give me some bars
1: out here <laughs> You know but, yeah. Yeah, yo. I wasn't surprised I was waiting for that Yeah, yeah. You got it you Put got that in, Whatever you give, want
0: get, give, give me a sweet 16 or something And You know, just you know, just Give, give, give the audience a little bit About what You know, because At the end of the day We want to elevate this platform That God has given you So that more doors can open Because You know, like I said, there's enough opportunity, there's enough need, there's enough problems to solve where we need to be, uplifting absolutely the bridges we need to be you know yeah you yep. you shouldn't be a one-man show you should be a five it should be a five it should be dudes jumping on the squad trying to find a way to align yeah give Amen. us a quick They so everybody give it a little taste <laughs> get, get get the audience a little excited i wish i had some flow
1: <laughs> you guys you could drop a beatbox or what <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking i ain't gonna lie 20 was the hardest of years the devil putting all these new thoughts in my ears I got drive but I'm parked in my chair Whiskey bottle full throttle just to swallow my fears. Pops no longer here but I'm calling him still. Rain hitting my window sills, I'm bawling in tears If heaven had visits I would charter a leer so he could meet me in the gate to say it's marvelous there. It takes someone to die to appreciate you alive No hurdle that's in place to put a break in my stride. I chase God with faith it's the grace he provides. Draped in the Gavinci, but you naked inside The real gets set aside while the fake is to thrive. Every time we kill each other, it's a stake in the eyes. Yeah, word <laughs> to Gandhi is making us blind. Bunch of broken hourglasses wasting their time. <laughs> <laughs> Did this man say dripped in Vinci but, but you-, you wait
0: naked inside. See, I never even got yeah. to convince you. I, I, I bowed yeah. out. I became a, I became a dad, <laughs> so I never got to convince you, but I know what it is yeah. that you're naked inside. Yeah, man. You know, man, yeah. like, man, thank you for ministering to the to the hearts of the souls, to the heart of your community. Amen, man. You know, God, I'm, I'm going to call you a guard and stay Great. A young person has a clear sense of vision, right? Purpose and values, right? Because they can impact their own in a way where we might not be able to, but it's going to be us being uh, being examples that will give them the wisdom, that will give them the strength and the fortitude, because when you're young, you're still being molded in shape. You know, it's like that young 25-year-old brain, it's not even set in order yet. Man, I, I just, I bless you as a pioneer, man. Excited to see everything that God's going to do through the bridges. Thank you. And thank man. you for God being uh, you, rocking with us here Catch the Moment, bro. Oh, uh,
1: man, thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure and an honor, man.
0: Listen, man, let's get great done.
1: Amen.